today and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today as it gripped firmly to the unshakable rock of Holy Scripture? Glad you're here in the podcast today and we're turning our attention toward a book that I don't think probably many of you have ever heard read in church to any great extent. It's a book in your Bible that was written, of course, by Solomon, and it is called the Song of Solomon, or literally the Song of Songs. It is a it is an interesting book by by uh, most accounts, and if you've read that, that's probably a word you might use as well. Uh, when preparing for the podcast today, it was also uh, a reminder to me that there have been many good men of God that have actually perhaps skipped over or not taken the time to uh, to teach this book and what it's all about. It is actually, folks, a very marvelous book in our Bible that is a celebration of marital love. It's a celebration of that which God exalts and magnifies. And so, therefore, I don't think it's something that should be neglected, but especially in a day in which there are so many deviant emotions and feelings and so they, they, they say that marriage and things of that nature, gender or social constructs, when in reality those are uh, perversions of God's divine design. God designed marriage. He made the first marriage. He created that between Adam and Eve. He created that relationship and he blessed it and he called it something that was very good. Well, in the Song of Solomon that we're talking about today, uh, uh, Dr. Schofield in the in the Schofield Study Bible really does make some observations. He says this, quote, Nowhere in Scripture does the unspiritual mind tread upon ground so mysterious and incomprehensible as in this book, while the saintliest men and women of the ages have found it a source of pure and exquisite delight that the love of the divine bridegroom should follow all the analogies of the marriage relations uh, seems evil only to minds so ascetic that marriage desire itself seems to them unholy. Uh, Schofield goes on to say later that the interpretation of Song of Solomon is really twofold. Primarily, the book is the expression of pure marital, marital love as ordained of God in creation. That's what I said a moment ago. Uh, he goes on to say, and the vindication of that love as both against asceticism and lust, the two profane things of the holiness of marriage. Uh, the secondary and larger interpretation is of Christ the Son and his heavenly bride, the church. I think he put that very well in, in, his, uh, in his scriptural notes, uh, study notes. So in essence, what he's saying here is, and I would agree with this, that the interpretation of the book really is twofold. That first of all, it is that celebration of divine love that God made for the human enjoyment. Uh, the companionship, the sharing of one another within a marriage relationship is something that is to be celebrated by those who know the Lord. And secondly, you see in the Song of Solomon a picture, of course, of the love that Christ as the bridegroom has for his heavenly bride, the church. 
uh, the people of God. We are the bride of Christ. And I think so many times it's sad that uh, this book is really not talked about or preached on. There are a lot of people that pass over it just because they're, they don't really understand even what it's all about, or they may be embarrassed by words of intimacy that are there. But in reality, this should not be because this book was authored by the Holy Spirit. It's in our Bibles for a reason. Uh, And so God would never inspire something that is vulgar or vile or inappropriate, uh, but rather it is something that is to be celebrated. Uh, Marriage is something that should be exalted. You ought to be exalting it to your, uh, commending it to your children by the way you have a wonderful marriage with your spouse. Your grandchildren ought to see that Grammy and Grampy love one another. Uh, Your children should see that mom and dad are entirely devoted to each other and to one another's care. You know, uh, it's caught rather than taught many times. So we have to build up marriage in uh, and commend it to our children because they're going to learn from you. It's interesting to me that even a man like Charles Spurgeon, who I've quoted quite frequently, a good man of God, he has a devotional that my wife and I have shared in for many years, even since we were first dating. And his devotional is called Morning and Evening. It's a devotion book. Well, uh, if you go through his entire devotional on morning and evening uh, devotions, you will find out that in the course of a year, he uses, uh, he wrote more often on devotions from the Song of Solomon than, say, even the book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation, Spurgeon only had 17 devotionals. But when it came to the Song of Solomon, he had 35 devotional thoughts. He really understood the book. He really understood the genuineness of the love that was there and the intimacy and the closeness that exists between Christ and his church and ought to exist between a husband and his wife. So when you read the first chapter in the entire book, uh, you really are caught up in a great uh, love and a great uh, uh, desire for one another, the devotion of the bridegroom and the bride, each for one another. Uh, And that reminds us of the sacrificial love of the Lord Jesus Christ. and, and, And we should seek to to return that back to the Lord uh, and be reminded of uh, his great love for us. I think we should be reminded when we read this book of the purity in that relationship. Remember that spiritually you belong to the Lord uh, and we are not to be unfaithful to him. Uh, We are to be our affections, and I'm trying to think of the best way to put this, our affections, our love, our loyalty, everything ought to be for Christ and not prostituted out to other uh, gods or other purposes or other things in life. There's a purity that should exist for husbands and wives that you have to be faithful to your spouse. There's a purity in that, that I would have no other eyes except for my wife that God has given to me. That wives, you should have no other emotional attachment other than, uh, well, at least that kind of emotional attachment other than to your husband. And of course, it all serves as a preparation for that day when our heavenly bridegroom comes back for his bride takes us to our eternal home where we'll spend 
all eternity um, uh, being together and enjoying one another's presence. Is that wedding music I hear? I don't know. But I know I can't wait for the bridegroom to return. I'm ready to be with him for all of eternity. Song of Solomon. Not a book to be neglected. It's a book to be rejoiced in because it reminds us of that great marital love that we can have here on earth and relish the fact that one day we'll have that in heaven. Well, God bless you today. Uh, Write your spouse a love note. Uh, Give him a call. Send her a text. Get her some flowers. Buy him a new fishing rod. Do something Uh, that's going to express your love or just make him his favorite meal maybe whatever that might be I'm sure you are aware of what it is God bless you today enjoy the love that God has given to you and uh, I'm praying for you and asking God to bless your relationships this side